Welcome to Chit Chat with Hope. And I want to thank you all. Again, a new year, one more new year for us to start off on the right track. And I just want to, again, just if I didn't, I know I've said it in my last podcast, but um, I really want to say I appreciate everyone that listens. And if you know someone that this podcast can provide some kind of encouragement, please pass it along. And Happy New Year. I am wishing you all the best things in life throughout the year. Tonight we're going to talk about helping our children to find themselves, okay? Each of us that, um, that are listening, including myself, I'm speaking, but I'm also listening because I know that some of the things that I talk about are things that I have always worked on myself with. And you just can, you know, we're all a work in progress and in process, and we never stop learning as parents. So that's me, and hopefully it's you. So um, we all have to get to that place where if our children are cognitive enough to understand that they have a disability, we're going to have to figure out when are we going to share this bit of information. I know some people share it when their children are very young, maybe at eight or seven, and you ask a child, and a child tells you, I have autism, I have autism. If six or eight or four or five, that's when you find it's a perfect time for you, then that's fine. For myself, it was, I think it was 11 or 12, but it was one of those um, age, 11 or 12, or 11 going on 12, but somewhere around there, where I had to um, explain to my son why it took us so long to do homework. Because as he got older, he was becoming more frustrated with the fact that, you know, we're both tired and we're going over the homework for a very long time. And we would get to bed at 11 o'clock and he was going to school that was out of our, outside of our borough, you know, outside of, you would say, like, I'm going to say outside of our county. You know, we were... It, it was like 45 minutes for us to get to where his new school was, and it meant public transportation. So he was getting more frustrated that he was getting up early in the morning and feeling tired. So I had to find a way to speak with him. So I explained to him that you have autism, and, and he said, no, I don't. And I said, you do. It's part of you, and I want you to understand that the reason why I'm letting you know is I want you to understand that don't be frustrated with the fact that it takes you longer. That's part of it. But I want you to look at the other part of it is that when you get it and you understand it, it is yours forever because you have a very good memory. Okay? He wasn't pleased. And um, I had to explain to him 
Then I told him, I want you to go on your laptop in your room, because he was getting a little, you know, a little upset. Because, you know, he figured that I'm telling him that he's something that he don't want to be. I said, I want you to take your, um, your laptop, and I want you to go, and I want you to look up famous or successful people with disability. And then I want you to read about them. Read a little bit about at least 10 of them and then come back and talk to me. And that he did. And he was saying, ah, I didn't even know that musicians, and this person is a musician, this person, you know, is on a team. And then he says, and Ray Charles can't even see He's blind, Ma, he's blind, and, and he plays the piano, and he writes music, you know, he writes music and, and for other people, and he, and, you know, and he wrote music for himself, and he, and he have gotten so much awards, and he's been all over the world, and he has a family, you know, he's married, and he has children, and I said, okay, so what part of your dreams or goals would you have to give up, because I just told you that you have, or you're, you know, you have artist. You um. You have artist. You um. Have autism. What part of your goals or dreams do you have? Because I just told you a very important part of you that you need to learn to understand. What part of it would you have to give up? He said, "I wouldn't have to give up any of my goals because I see that there are a lot of people that are like me or even different than what I have, but they still." have a disability, and they're able to achieve their goals. So he said, well, I guess I can still have my dream. I said, you certainly can. Now, what I want you to know is that I chose that age because I knew that at that age my son was old enough to comprehend what I was saying. I know he wasn't just going to spit out, I have autism, I have autism, you know, like walk around and wave that, you know, I have autism. I knew that 12 would be when I could really reach him and he was mature enough to understand that it wasn't a put down and it wasn't something that he needed to um, fall in love with right away, but it was a part of him that he needed to adjust himself to love because we have to love all of ourselves even the parts that might not be so nice <laughs> you know our attitude we can adjust our attitude we can change our attitude but it's part of us we just need to know what we need to say when we have to say it and make sure it's the right people and at the right place so when I when we had that conversation that was done but what I want you to know is when I explain that he had autism and I explain to him that you seem a little bit upset, so you need to go to your room and you need to look on your laptop and you need to look up famous and successful people with disability. What that did for him was it showed him Role models. Because, see, I love him to death. And I could tell him all the different things that I think and I know that he can achieve. 
But that's a mom's love speaking. I mean, I know it in my heart that he can't, but still, that's a mom. Your mom is supposed to tell you nice things. However, when he went and looked on maybe 50 or 60 of people that he can consider role models, not necessarily all of them had autism, but they all had disability. And when he can see that these are people that are role models, these are people that are blind, people that are in wheelchairs, people that have autism, people that have Down syndrome, it was, it was endless. And then he looked for a few people that had Asperger, you know, had um, different kind of um, disability that also fell under the spectrum, and he was tickled pink. Because now he didn't see what I just told him as being negative. Now he saw where he was under that spectrum. He saw his own place. Because every individual with autism have their own place. Every person with Artism have their own journey, and so does their family. I cannot, you cannot be a role model. We are encouraging our children. We are cleaning, paving the way for them. We are advocates for them. We just want to kick every door down that wants to be closed just because they are they have autism. However, when they get on that internet, thank God for internet, when they get on that internet and they can find 15 to 20 successful person that falls under this spectrum and they're doing all different marvelous things in life, those are the role models that I want my son to be looking up to. Not that I don't want them to look up to me or look up to any, you know, the president or whoever else that might be also a good role model. But these achievements that they are doing, whether it's a career, it's a skill, it doesn't matter. These are people that are going to show my son that you're capable, you're able, and you can. I could say it until I'm blue in the face, but he's going to believe these people that he's reading about because they have done it. You know, they're telling a little bit about how they grew up. They're telling a little bit about school. They're, and they're telling now what they're doing. So when you choose that special time to speak to your children you know, especially when they're preteen or you might have to speak to them several times because as they get older, different things will pop up and then you'll have to have that talk again. <clears throat> Excuse me, my allergy again. Um, so always have a backup. I, I have books but I couldn't be bothered with flipping pages because, you know, I, I, I just couldn't be bothered. 
It would take too long. It would be just too much. But when I explained to him that it's okay to feel how you feel, because it's the first time you're going to have a name to why so many things are difficult for you, I want you to go in your room, and I want you to look up successful, famous, or famous people with disability. Two things I want you to look up. Successful people with disability, and the other I want you to look up, okay, successful people, and I want you to look up athletes, I want you to look up music, I just want you to just look up people that are living their best life with a disability. And when he came back, he got it. He got it. So now... His big thing was, I can't believe that this man was blind. Ray Charles is blind. Oh, my God. That, that's crazy, Mom. That's crazy. And he wrote for people. I said, yes. Yes. He used his own language. Not his language, but the language that most blind people read and write with their fingers. He knows Braille. And he have written songs for very famous people. And he have won many awards. And he have traveled. And he is married. And he, have, he has children. And he have lived a good life, and he's not able to see. So what I want you to do is focus on your journey and the possibilities. And that's it. Always have something else besides telling your child that, you know what, you have, you have autism. And we're going to work on it. And we're going to build a world. And we're going to do all of these things. Children need something more, at least mine did. He needed evidence. He needed to see the history of this artism play out. So when he saw a couple of musicians and chefs and, you know, and athletes and all these other people, actors that were under, you know, that were somewhat under this umbrella, this huge, huge umbrella, he felt... It was okay. And that's how I wanted him to feel. Okay. From that moment, he told me, he said, Mom, I don't mind if you tell people I have autism. I don't mind because I don't care anymore. This is why I can make this podcast and I can talk about him so much because the thing is, he has such a pride in his total self. And part of being total, he know that autism is a part of him. It's not all of them. But it wouldn't be him if he didn't have autism. So what I want you as well as I am going to do is continue to also focus on how your child relates to the fact that they have Autism, because they can tell you all day long that I have autism and I know I have autism, and they can you know tell people well I have autism, but you want, I want, for them to be secure in understanding that having autism is like having blue eyes. This is how you are born. Your eyes are gonna be blue until the day whenever. 
And that's the same thing with autism. It's you. It's part of you. It's what makes you, you. Okay? When children learn to not only understand who they are, but understand how precious they are, how talented, how all of us have different skills. And whatever that skill is, it's theirs, it's yours, it's mine. Okay? I don't know how to bake. Okay? I love to eat. I love to eat cakes and cookies and all of that. I'm quite sure if I put my mind to it and followed the instruction properly, I would I could bake a cake. <laughs> but what I'm saying is if one of our children become interested in baking cakes or cookies, they could pretty much put a lot of these cookie companies out of business. Because when our children focus on anything, it becomes a career. Even if they're two years old, if they focus on a car, it becomes a career. They will want to know when was it made, who made it, what color first was it made in, what country first had it. You know, how long does this car stay without needing this, needing that? Where's the wheel? They, they go into all different details. And that's, the fa- and that's one of the factors of what I want you and I to always remember, that by our children accepting their disability, some people don't want to say disability, but I'm going to use it as my word, okay? I'm using it as my word, okay? That's what I teach my son, okay, that you do have a disability, Okay? I can't see well enough. I need my glasses. I have a disability. Mine is I have issue seeing close up. I can see all the way down there, but I have issue with my close-up vision. You know, the vision just don't work as well when I'm close to the computer or I'm reading. It doesn't work that well. But for some reason, I can see, you know, very far without problem. That's a disability because if I'm at work and I don't have my glasses, I am lost. I can't call it any other word. In my world, it is a disability. So I'm not going to force that word on anyone. But in my home, I want my son to be comfortable with the word disability. Because if he didn't have a disability, he wouldn't be put in special education class. If he didn't have a disability, he couldn't have gone to early intervention. If he didn't have a disability, he could not have an IEP that protects him in school. If he didn't have a disability, he wouldn't be protected under any laws that protect people with disability. So that's our word in my house, disability. So there's no shame in his game. If someone say you have a disability, there's no shame in his game because he'll say, yes, I do. I have autism. And it rolls off his back just like if you're ordering French fry. And that's how I want him to be. The next thing is he does not have a complex. He knows his self-worth outside of just being a child with disability. I just want every child to understand how wonderful and set apart they are 
because sometimes we think that um, we do want our children to to have friends and to be sociable, but if we as adults, if you really look back, I wish I'm now separated, and I've learned in the last two and a half, two and a half years how special it is to have alone time, to have time just for me, to have time where I don't have to be bothered with anyone. And I'm not talking about my children. I'm just talking about other people. It is such a big deal when we look at our children and we see that they're alone. But if a lot more people were comfortable with themselves to be alone, we would not have as much crime that teenagers and other because most kids that commit crime, they are good kids. They're just running with the wrong crowd. But if they were one of those children that say, you know what, I'm I gotta go home. I can't stay. Like our children, I have to be on a four o'clock train. So if I don't leave now, the four o'clock train is gonna miss me. And that's a big deal in their book. Because you know, they're, they're routine. See, our children like routine. A lot of other children's don't. And the thing is, they as they get older, they lose the beauty of enjoying one's company. I'm not saying that you shouldn't enjoy friends and all of that, but it's a skill to enjoy one's company. So whenever you're going to plan on letting your child take ownership of who they are. I want you to have a backup plan because when you have a backup plan like I had the internet, my son learned from the internet. He always, I'm not going to say he learned to, um, he always had a good self-esteem about himself and self-worth and, you know, knew that he valued in the family and he was loved and all of that. But it blew his mind when he saw all these famous people and successful people that were also people that had different disability. It blew his mind. It shoot up his self-esteem to know that, okay, you know, I have autism and I'm going to have bad days. I'm going to have, I, I'm, I'm still going to struggle. But within this struggle, I can tell you that it has built his character. Because he understands the meaning of hard work. Because nothing that he achieved comes easy. And that's what I wanted him to understand before he even entered high school or even, you know, middle school. So I'm going to let you know that this year, we can love this year, you know, you, me, and everyone else, we can find a million different things to say or to express how we love our children. But I want our children to be able to also have a million 
ways to express to others, to themselves, to even us, how they love themselves. And we do know that when you love yourself, it means that you have a good feeling about your worth and who you are. It's not about being validated by other people. It feels good when someone tells you I like you. It feels good when someone tells you that, you know, I think, you know, you are just the greatest and all of that good stuff. But when you can validate yourself in spite of having a disability, you still know that that platform that everyone is standing on, there's a place for you. Okay? That's what I want your child and my child to always be able to do, to validate themselves. Because they're always going to be that one bully that's going to try to break their spirit. There's going to be that one parent that might even try to break our spirit on how our children is so confident because they don't see what we see in their children. So I'm going to leave you tonight. This is just a short, short, short podcast. I really, really wanted to let you know that as the year start, we are going to work on our children's self-value, work on their self-esteem, and work on them being able to validate themselves. Work on it. If your child is in a wheelchair, work on your child learning that this chair gets me around, and with this chair, I'm independent. I know that the child might get to a point where they feel that I'm sitting in a chair and everyone is walking around, but get your child to that part where that wheelchair becomes, I am now independent. I can go around the room differently, but I still can go around the room. I can attend college. Um, I can still attend college because my wheelchair can get me where my feet can't. So, you know, just, just teach our children that they don't need anyone outside of them to validate them because we're not going to be here forever to let them know how beautiful a person they are. So we want to teach them and be here in the present to watch our butterflies, you know, just fly off in any situation that they are in to understand that when a person say things that are negative, it's how that person's feeling, not how they are. Okay? Not how they are. So I want you to choose the time that you will sit down and have this talk with your child or your children about you have autism or you're autistic or however you want to do it. And before you do it, I want you to rehearse it to yourself. And I don't know if you want to use the internet like I did because the internet, you know, one, two, three. You know, it shows a thousand different people, and you can just go from page to page, you know, from, you know, one site to the other. You know, you can do categories, you know, cooks and chef and musician and architect. You know, you could just 
you know, see people all over the world living their best life with their different disability or just with autism, however you want to do it. Okay, so have that backup plan that you are going to use this bit of information that you're sharing with your child or your children of who they are, part of who they are, that you are going to, at the end of it, you're going to let them feel that they are so valued. You're going to build their self-esteem because, again, like I said, we can be the biggest hero for our children, but we are not role models in a real sense because we see their struggle, but we have never been through it personally. But when they see a person that is a drummer, a person that overcome shyness, a person that always had meltdown until they were the age of 15, and they're nine, they know that there's still hope for me to not, you know, to be able to express myself without expressing myself the way I've been doing you know, all my life, which, you know, at nine or 10, because this person had meltdown right until they were 14 or 15. And they could be interested in finding out how this person have overcome, you know, being so spontaneous, have overcome the fact that instead of throwing things, now they're verbalizing it or writing it or whatever they used to communicate, now they can do that without becoming so frustrated. So have a plan when you're going to sit down and have that talk. There are several talks you're going to have. And I want you to remember that as your child mature, you're going to have to keep having this talk. You know, because they're going to come to you. You know, they're going to come to you. It's going to be, you know, no boy like me, no girls in the class like me, or this girl like me, or this boy. As they get older, they're going to come to you, and you're going to have to be the one that's going to have to teach them. Unlike if you have other children that are not with any, you know, are not artistic or don't have autism, whichever way you want to put it, they might have the social clues. So we might have to revisit these little talks with them as they get older, which that's part of our life. But I want you to get active role models in their lives. And it doesn't have to be where they can speak to the person, but where they can read about the person and know that they're part of good company. They're part of people that are living their best life, They're famous, and they are successful, and they are living their best life. Not anybody's life, not trying to be anyone, not comparing their life. They're living their own personal life, and that's what we want our children to do. So I'm going to say again, have a fabulous weekend, and I want you, as myself, Take one day at a time because that's exactly how it's meant to be. It's on the calendar that way. That's the way it was meant to be. One day at a time. One day at a time. But within this one day at a time, we're going to build our own self-esteem. 
we're going to build it higher and higher. We're going to build our own self-worth, and we're going to pass it along to our children. So good night. Good night, good night, good night.